Hi there, welcome to Urbinary, the podcast cataloging the everyday and extraordinary in the city. My name is Giulia and today I will be chatting with Gianfranco Orsenigo. Gianfranco is a research fellow at Politecnico di Milano in the Department of Architecture and Urban Studies. In today's episode, we will dig into the relationship between large facilities that could be like hospitals, airports and even prisons and urban planning. Among all facilities present in the city, we will focus on those that are often forgotten by the government and by planning decision, exactly like prisons. Before we dive in, we want to share a little more about Gianfranco. His research mainly focuses on issues related to urban fragilities, such as suburban areas. At the same time, he examines marginal spaces that exist on the periphery of our cities, of our societal discourses. In doing so, he also investigates the role that university research could have in improving the life condition in those places and carry out a research design driven. Hi, Gianfranco, and thanks for being with us. Hi, and thank you to invite me. Today we will chat about PoliSocial, which is a program of Politecnico di Milano that aims to connect university with dynamics happening in city and society. In particular, I would like to discuss with you about the initiative of PoliSocial, which is of campus. Together we will explore the recent of campus site established within the San Vittore prison in Milan. Among other things, this project has received the Ambrogino d'Oro given by the city of Milan. Gianfranco, can you tell us more about Polysocial Program and Off Campus? Off Campus, Il Cantiere per le Periferie, is an initiative promoted by Polysocial, with the aim of making stronger the presence of Politecnico in the city of Milan. To be a more engaged university, targeting social challenges and getting closer to the neighborhoods and communities. The initiative was launched in 2018 and today consists in four physical spaces out of the campus where teachers, researchers and students are engaged in innovative learning focused in real context, responsible research seeking inclusive knowledge, production process, co-design activities with local stakeholders and promoting cultural and educational agenda. Can you tell more about the recent opening of a new and of campus inside the San Vittorio prison in Milan? Can you also give some information about the prison? Of campus San Vittore is the third space and it was opened in October 2022. It is inside in the San Vittore prison, a historical penitentiary in the city center along the Spanish wall in the northwest part of the city. It was opened in 1879 and was designed following the Panopticon model, a, a structure conceptualized by Jeremy Bentham in the late 18th century. The design concept is to allow a single supervisor to observe all the inmates without allowing the subject to understand if they are observed or not. San Vittore is a casa circondariale, so is a prison where inmates are mainly accused or suspected and they are waiting the trial process to be done. Today, San Vittore hosts around 850 inmates and around 10% are women 
and a regular, on a regular capacity about 700 beds. Inside San Vittore also work around 700 policy officers, some educators and daily enter the scene of voluntary. So we can say that San Vittore is a village in a city and San Vittore is a facility that has strong spatial and managerial challenges but at the same time it's rich in stories and potentiality to envision a prison and a social as a social service starting from its center location and the possibility to exchange with the society. From where did the need or motivation come to open an off-campus in a prison? How do you think the university can be more active in the reflection regarding prison spaces? We opened the office after 10 years of research on the topic, conducting investigation in close relationship with the Milanese prisons. In addition to San Vittore, in Milan we have Milano Opera Institution located in the Parco Agricolo Sud of Milan, the Milano Bollate, one between the New Mind area, so the X area expo, and the motorway of, for Como and Varese. It's in the northwest of the parts of the city. And the last one is the Beccaria, a juvenile institution in Bisceglie, an area in fast evolution uh, in the west periphery of Milan. The opening of the space happened in coincidence with the exhibition Laboratorio Carcere, held in October 2022 in the project room of the PAC di Milano, the contemporary art museum of the city. The exhibition described the outcomes of our multidisciplinary research activity and it was open in conjunction with the exhibition Riscatti per me si va tra la perduta gente. Uh, an exhibition that portrayed life in Milan prisons through the shots of inmates and policy officers. Our research is characterized by building experiment, particularly in Milano Bolla. Built experiment have the value of transition prototypes. On the one hand, documents for the evaluation of the research assumption and on the other, activators of imaginaries for the transformation or evolution of the prison. This small realization witnessed the possibility and are beers of a new experience. So, our research aims to operate inside to reveal the potentiality of the spaces, welcome people's project, and lead the prison to be recognized as a place of the city and inhabitants as their citizens. According to this perspective, the personal experience of an institution that is often not seen or does not want to be seen by society, like the prison, it is essential. Now I would like to focus with you on the relationship between architecture, urban planning and prisons. Prisons, at least in the modern society, have been built to control and contain those sentences. At the same time, the prison is framed and seen as a place of re-education and rehabilitation that will facilitate the social integration after the sentence ends. In your opinion, how can the physical structure of prison and its location within the urban structure impact the human sentence? 
Can architecture and urban planning be tools that can help pursue the reeducation that the punishment is supposed to provide for the inmate? Cosima Buccogliero, a prison director, opened a TED conference a few years ago by stating I think very few people would remember the prison if they had to draw a city map. They would maybe put the hospital, the court, the school, the playground, the kindergarten, but they would hardly remember the prison. Because we look at the prison from afar and see it as a something other than us. In this year, taking with those working in prison with various qualifications, I've learned that the territory and the relationship with the surrounding has a central role in the prison institution's mandate to reintegrate those who have committed an offense. For those in, for those in detention, it's not only important to maintain relations with family and friends, but it's vital to have opportunities of contact with society to facilitate the development of re- relational skill for future reintegration. At the same time, the community needs to know what goes on inside in order to be ready to welcome those existing after a period of a detention. The relationship between inside and, and outside is often lacking and we try to promote as a research group the relationship between inside and outside is often lacking and we try to promote and narrate to our research this relationship. The off-campus San Vittore, for example, is a relevant and concrete action following this point of view. It's a physical place for meetings and possible co-design activities between inside and outside. So what do you think are the solutions that should be done for from an architectural point of view when thinking about prisons? Can you also give some examples of projects that you and your research group promoted in recent years? As mentioned earlier, the path we are experimenting with is to use the architectural project as a tool both to get a better understanding of the prison world by getting together with those who live and work in prison and to tell outside what the prison world is like, starting with the involvement of companies to also promote job opportunities, a critical issue around which many failures turn. In the prison of Bollate, we realized some punctual intervention, like uh, the Casetta Rossa, a red wooden pavilion for parents and kids, with the support of a civicom association, the artisan of Rima Flow, and the Centro di Forestazione Urbana, the Urban Forestry Center of Milan. Or with a polysocial research grant, we carry out an investigation about sport in prison, with which we self-built a diffuse gym in the female world, or we realized a basket and volleyball field, and a new track for run for running, opening two doors in the wall of concrete. So it's we can do it with the support of MAPEI, Ecopneus, and waterproofing, and involving few inmates for the realization. Now 
at San Vittore to improve the exchange between inside and outside, we are developing a project for the activation of expositive plays inside the wall, open to the society. A place will host a site-specific contemporary artwork uh, in the next spring, we hope. A project developed in cooperation with the San Vittore Direction, but also with the PAC di Milano, the Association Riscatti and Filo, and also with the involvement of a contemporary artist and with the support of Fondazione di Comunità di Milano. Other small projects are going on, but I will tell you, I hope, the outcomes the next time. Urban studies try to relate the built environment with the social and political landscape, then urbanism, by its definition, should also be deal with prisons, as they are physical places in the city where people live. In your opinion, does urbanism have any influence in structuring and designing of prisons? Has it ever played a decisive role? If so, has such influence and role been positive or negative for prisons? I think in part I have yet answer. And of course, influence the design of prison, but in the opposite way, with a negative effect often. In, in general, the choice is to move the prison to the more marginal situation, obstructing or cutting, obstructing or cutting, in some cases, and the relationship between prison and city. Let's look at the case of Opera Prison, for example. We, we, we witness the difficulty to arriving on public with the public transport and the complex is just perceptible from the motorway. For this reason, a debate on the maintenance of the San Vittorio in the city center is relevant. Looking in Europe, for example, and if we go in Austria, we can look that the prison is joined with the justice court and so the complex are always in urban situation and contribute to the urbanity of the area. In the case of Kronburg, for example, close to Wien, the justice court and the prison are organized around the square and the prison has a facade on it and not just a wall. I think the urban design has to, has to contribute more in proposing a project and possible intervention that reflects on the urbanity role of the prison and in its surrounding. I believe that the reflection that you and, and your research group pose on prisons are relevant in the broader reflection on the fragile elements that make up contemporary cities. What do you think are the fragile elements that young urban planners like us should look at with greater care as we think about the city of the future? Which urban elements are in need of significant change? I think that at the heart of the project, architectural, urban and urban planning, there must be the will to help bridge the gaps that characterize our city. Imagine the city as a place of choice. I learned a lot about this issue by studying prisons, where you can't often choose. To choose, it's essential to have access to the places, services and community that make up the city. It's increasingly important to imagine transformation process articulated in networks of projects capable of moving on multiple levels combine bottom-up and top-down action. 
capacity building process involving the local territories and institutions that administrate the cities. To conclude our interview, I would like to ask you some questions common to the whole podcast. Questions that can help us, as young urban planners, to pose reflection for the cities in which we are and the future generation will live. I would like to ask you, what is a city for you now and what it should be in the future, given the changing nature of citizens in the 21st century? I imagine the city as a puzzle where the pieces often don't fit well or don't fit at all. But each piece possesses a latent potential that needs to be uncovered and brought out. And as a designer, we are called upon to uncover and detect, probably also uncovering many contradictions to which I don't think we are called upon to provide solution, but to figure out ways to deal with it. I don't know what tomorrow's city will look like, but if I have to imagine it, it's a hang of coexisting opposites, near, far, slow, fast, solitary, collective, material and, ma- and immaterial and so on. The challenge is to build the condition for everyone from time to time to consciously choose which pole to move toward. In this future setting you have described, what is the role of future urban planners as we will be? It's really a challenge to answer. What I can do is start from me as a designer and urban planners are designer, obviously. I saw myself sitting around the table with other players, experts, administrators, politicians and active citizens. On the table there is a critical issue and we debate around the case, sharing point of view, points of view and competencies. The architect or the planner is not the coordinator of the group. Maybe sometimes could happen, but not, not always and it's not necessary. The role of the designer is to give a critical contribution, the contribution starting from spaces showing different possibilities and consequences. The table, all together, envisioning solution, but often have, a clarif- have to clarify the critical aspects, precise, uh, go more in detail in the project question, and why not test possible answer, recalling the idea of prototype. Like many, I'm, I'm convinced that the answer to an urban issue is always plural. Following the process, then everyone makes choices and acts related to his views and competencies, conscious of what uh, conscious of the different point of view, embracing the works of the table and enriched by the network of correspondences developed, as Tim Ingold would say. So thanks again, Gianfranco, for being with us. Thank you and see you soon. Next time we will uh, uh, discuss with Emma and Carolina Pacchi about urban conflicts and for reflecting on these issues we will uh, focus on uh, the meaning that citizenship and the social movement in the 21st century have had for cities. This is Urbinary, a collaboration with Poliradio.
Binary. The podcast cataloging the everyday and extraordinary in the city.